From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Friday, August 12th, 2022. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. There is new information about 42-year-old Ricky Schiffer of Columbus, who tried to break into an FBI office in Cincinnati before he was shot and killed by police near Wilmington yesterday. CBS News reporter Catherine Herridge has more. After the FBI searched Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home Monday, posts believed to be from the suspect encouraged people to go to Palm Beach, where Trump's estate is located, and kill federal agents if they get in the way. Additional posts that appear to be from the same man claim he was at then-President Trump's January 6th speech on the ellipse and later at the Capitol as the riots unfolded. Thursday morning, a user with the same name as the suspect posted, If you don't hear from me, it is true. I tried attacking the FBI. Catherine here at CBS News. Investigators say other posts indicate Schiffer was in Washington, D.C. during the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. Jonathan Greenblatt, CEO of the Anti-Defamation League, says the FBI search of former President Donald Trump's home has angered many people. There was a tidal wave of anger and animus that came from radical supporters of President Trump. A new poll from Politico Morning Consult shows 49% of registered voters surveyed approve of the search of Trump's home, while 37% disapprove. The poll involved 2,000 people. Cincinnati police are looking for a third person involved in a gunfight that injured nine people last weekend. ONN's Brittany Bailey reports. So far, police have arrested two suspects. Prosecutors say 29-year-old Diablo McCoats and 34-year-old Jarvis Barnes fired at each other when a fight broke out in the Over the Rhine neighborhood. Eight men and one woman were hurt in that shooting. Both suspects face more than 80 years in prison if convicted. I'm Brittany Bailey. Police say a man died after his car sped into a quarry near the Columbus suburb of Grandview Heights early Thursday morning. ONN's Tino Ramos has the story. A witness told police that the vehicle was traveling at a high rate of speed. Police tell us the driver was heading down Fifth Avenue when he went through the intersection, through a fence, and then dropped 50 feet into the quarry. The vehicle landed on its top, and rescue crews had to repel down the side of the cliff. By time they reached the vehicle, it was sitting upside down in about five feet of water. Rescue crews were able to get the man out, but he wasn't breathing. They had to put a boat in from the north end of the quarry to try and get that man out. Unfortunately, the driver died at the scene. At this point, they're still trying to figure out exactly what went wrong. This investigation continues. In West Columbus, Tino Ramos. An update on the cattle that were rounded up after a crash in Columbus earlier this week. Here's ONN's Tracy Townsend. About 30 cows were involved in that situation Tuesday night in West Columbus on a ramp from I-270 onto I-70. Ohio State's veterinary team assisted with the animal rescue and recovery, and the team says one of the cows died when it arrived. Five others had to be put down. The rest of that group was safely rescued. Tracy Townsend, ONN News. The CDC's map of COVID transmission rates in Ohio shows no green this week. ONN's Dave James has more. 32 of Ohio's 88 counties are in yellow for medium transmission and the other 56 are orange or red for high transmission. But that's down from 67 in the high category last week. The high transmission areas include Cleveland, Columbus, Dayton, and Cincinnati, while Akron and Toledo are in the medium range. Last week, two counties were in the green, Hancock and neighboring Seneca. They're both yellow this week for medium. Dave James, I went in news.
Experts say the recent surge in COVID-19 cases appears to be peaking. More from ONN's Kiana Deitches. Across Ohio, COVID hospitalizations and ICU admissions remain relatively low. It appears that the modest surge in cases recently caused by the Omicron subvariants BA4 and BA5 may have hit its peak or at least leveled off. If you're younger than 60 in good health and vaccinated, doctors say your likelihood of developing severe illness is low. But staying up to date on vaccinations as we head into fall are important. I'm Kiana Deitches. A Cleveland doctor is reacting to new COVID guidelines from the CDC that drop recommendations for social distancing or for quarantining after coming into close contact with an infected person. ONN's Marissa Signs reports. It's estimated that 95% of Americans 16 years or older have some form of immunity, either from vaccination or infection. That's why there are new guidelines. Dr. Amy Edwards with University Hospitals. I think the CDC is trying to push people to to realize that this is here to stay and we're going to have to find better ways of dealing with it. I'm Marissa Signs. Security experts are cautioning parents not to post back-to-school pictures of their kids on social media that contain specific information about their school or teachers. ONN's Amy Steigerwald explains. All that information could be used to track anyone regardless of their age. Cybersecurity experts say having anything that gives away a specific location on a picture of your child can be unsafe, even if it's not an exact location, saying, say, a teacher in a grade level is easily tracked, looked up online. Additionally, it's something hackers could take advantage of. So if you're going to post, make sure you're going to stick with general information, especially when it comes to children. Amy Sagerwald in Toledo. New data shows U.S. families are spending $11 billion more on school supplies this year than three years ago. The National Retail Federation says that's about $168 more per family. Clover, a consumer data company, says prices of things like scotch tape, Sharpies, and even Elmer's glue have surged between 30 to 70 percent from last year. And the fifth annual Jeep Fest kicks off today in Toledo with a number of events planned, including a parade downtown tomorrow. Here's event director Whitney Rothkar. So it's so special to the workforce. It's so special to the economy. So celebrating Jeep here in the home of the Jeep, Toledo, Ohio, is really special for not only local folks, but people all over the country. Last year, Jeep enthusiasts from 37 different U.S. states attended the parade. About 70,000 people are expected for this year's event. Special thanks to our affiliates, WBNS-TV in Columbus, WTOL-TV in Toledo, and WKYC-TV in Cleveland for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.